Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. You opened your salon so you could follow your own rules, am I right? to create a life for yourself that allowed you to have freedom, security, and earn great money from within your business. So you could do all of the things that you wanted, make it to your kids' sports games, work the hours that you want, spend time with your family, friends, build a career, one that you're actually passionate about. But how can you have freedom as a salon CEO if you are the only thing that's stitching all of the pieces of the salon together? Like without you, the salon feels like it falls apart. I know this isn't what you wanted and you don't want to feel like you have a ball and chain tied around your ankles. You wish that you had the salon running without you being at the center. If this is you, then trust me when I say this, systems and processes shall set you free. I can say this because I've been here, lived this and come through the other side. Systems and processes shall set you free. And in order to finally feel like you can confidently step away from the salon without worrying about all of the things going up in flames, then you need my three-step secret to creating systems and processes inside of your business that will set you free. Nobody does this better, actually, than my good friend, Janine Simons. She's a living, breathing example of what freedom as a salon CEO looks like. She's a powerhouse when it comes to running a reputable salon and building an amazing, fun team culture with loyal clients while she jet sets around the country and around the world as hair educator and business entrepreneur. It is possible to have your cake and eat it too. So if you want to hear on how to create more freedom, more profit inside of your business, no longer spending every hour in the salon, let's dive in to this great chat with Janine. Hey, Janine, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective podcast yet again. This must be like your 100th visit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, always a pleasure to be here. I love it. It's great. One of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the podcast today is to talk about uh, building a culture that, a culture and structure that the business owner can truly be or get free from the business. But before we dive into that, because I feel like you're a pro at that, do you want to just give us a little bit of like, who are you anyway? Uh, Where are you in the world? What do you do? How did you get to be doing that? Um, And what are all of the different hats that you wear as a business owner? Yeah, sure thing. Okay, so I am Janine Simons, and I'm based here in Wellington, New Zealand, not too far from your good self, Larissa, as we know. Um, I have, yes, I wear wear a few hats these days. So I have a salon uh, called Main Salon and it's here in uh, the city centre of Wellington. I've got a team of 15, 16 in there at the moment, actually. Um, So that keeps me quite busy. 
And then I also wear the other hat of being a global educator for the uh, product brand Kevin Murphy. So I look after the Asia Pacific region when it comes to um, color, educating their educators and um, creating campaigns and shoots and shows and things around the world for, for them. And that's a fantastic role. And I've also just recently um, launched a new side hustle, which is Color Bar Manager. Um, and this is a tool to help salons manage their color bars more effectively, reduce the wastage, make more profit, all of the things that happen at a color bar that are not good, we're solving the problem there. So that's what I'm up to these days. Well, why I particularly wanted to bring you on the podcast today is I really want to talk about this, like how does one single human get to do all of these things, like manage 15 people, travel all around the globe, uh, launch software, like what the heck? Most people dream to be able to do that and not many people can pull it off. And uh, inside of my Salon Mastery program, it's kind of two distinct people that come and visit me. Uh, and that is, uh, I can't imagine ever leaving my clients, but my business is a mess because I'm too busy serving my clients, help me grow my business. Or the other one is like, I've got this business, uh, which is really great. I'm, you know, um, not working in the business. I'm not seeing too many clients. And I've got five side hustles. <laughs> I work for Matrix. I'm doing education over here and I'm doing these three other things um, and I'm wondering why my salon's not growing and I feel like you've nailed the first problem you don't serve any clients inside of your business you leave that to the team and the experts um, and you've managed to successfully do a bunch of other interesting things while your business continues to grow explode and, and, and develop and evolve so I thought who better to have this conversation with other than your uh, lovely self. So let's just start by establishing like how often do you go into the business, into the salon? What is, you know, the average week when you are in there? What does that look like? Because I know you're away for extended periods of time when you're traveling around the globe. Like who is Janine and what's the relationship with the salon? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there's a lot of points that you touched on in there, Larissa. So um, when I'm here in Wellington, I, um, I I go into the salon probably a couple of days a week. What it looks like for me when I do go in there is just to reconnect with my team. Um, generally speaking, though, my role is to, I still drive and lead the business. I just don't kind of work in it, if that makes sense. So um, when I am here, I'll go in and I really enjoy educating my apprentices or my young stylists. So I'll often go in on the academy day and help them out with color. I mean, when I'm out there globally, I'm teaching and learning new techniques all the time. So I'd love to bring that back to my team. And it starts at the foundation with my youngies. Um, so that's what that looks like. And then the rest of the time, I spend my time in the salon um, connecting with my management team. So um, making sure that they have what they need to do their job really well and just um, helping them troubleshoot or solve any challenges that they have. So Oh, overall, I probably spend about um, anywhere from five to 10 hours a week working on or in the salon. Um, and that's exactly what that looks like. But I can have weeks where I'm not in there or on it at all. So sometimes like just recently, I was away for two weeks in a row. The only thing I actually had to do in that time was my payroll. So um, yeah, so I'm very free from the salon. Um, but going back to kind of what you're talking about, yes, um, the only way and how I've managed to become free is by setting up very strong systems and processes. And of course, having the right people in the right roles to support me in all of these endeavors as well. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, let's dig into that because um, I, I agree with you. Systems and processes shall set you free, um, but people often feel uh, constrained around that, or or don't like the idea of being. Do you know, like we're creative entrepreneurs. We don't want to be um, constrained by systems and processes. Like I got into business, so I didn't have to follow somebody else's systems and processes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not good at following rules. I like to make the rules. So um, I know you've got a couple of key points. Um, Let's start with the first one. What, what if, if we want to be free from our business, what's one of the first things that we have to nail in terms of setting up a system and a process for? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, so, um, you know, there's two or three key things for me around this. But one of the things that I will say is we are super creative. I think um, having structure actually breeds predictability, which also in turn allows the team to have so much more fun and be more creative. I think without that, it turns into a mess. Like you were saying before, you know, you can be off chasing whatever you're doing around the world, but the salon's kind of falling apart behind you. Um, whereas that, that you can have a very high level of naughtiness, fun, creativity, um, when everyone knows the rules and it's very predictable. That's, you know, what I find in my experience. So the only way to do that is to create really good systems and processes. Um, not always easy, like your good self. Yes, we get into business to not have to follow systems and processes. Um, and my team would often be heard to say, I can often be the biggest disruptor when I go in here. <laughs> um, but, and I think one of the things as a salon owner is, um it's uh, systems and processes are hard. You know, when you need to put a new one, a new service, a new system, a new process into your salon business, it's hard because we're all by nature very habitual. But humans are creatures of habit and it's really, really challenging to break or change those habits on a daily basis. Um, so to implement these kind of things, it takes time. I think we all need to like start out with these um, with the idea of new systems and processes and be um, kind to ourselves and give us and our teams time to kind of work through them. And before you know it, they become a process and they become a habit. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite passionate about that. And so, um, you know, there's two or three sort of key ways and areas in which we need to have um, all of this going on. One of them is with our client services. Uh, so one of the key um, things for us there is to really make sure that we set up that whole client service process and have a really good system so that every single person in our team knows exactly what to do and when to do it the minute somebody walks in our door to the moment they leave our salon. And that can, uh, obviously, there's a whole world that continues in a social media or marketing space when they leave our salon. Um, but as long as everybody knows what is happening within your four walls the minute somebody walks in the door, the rest of the, the whole team can be, um, they're not on edge. They can be um, quite relaxed and, and know that with everyone following the same process, everything's going to be okay, right? Trust the process. I say that a lot. Um, so what that looks like for us is we have salon journey and touch points. So just to share like an example, um, we have a meet, greet, seat, and then tap process in our salon. So what that means is somebody will walk into the salon, uh, someone meets them, and that usually we have someone on the um front of house and so they generally look after them but in their absence if they're off doing an errand or it'll fall to whoever's free or a stylist may have to very rarely but occasionally leave their client to go and um, meet or greet someone because we, we need to do that immediately so we meet them greet them hi find out who they're here to see and then we get them to have a seat 
The next thing from there is we check them off in the computer system, which we use Katumba, and then we move um, through the salon and we tap the stylist on the shoulder whose client it is. So um, we choose to tap because often we can be, you know, engrossed in a conversation, concentrating on a service we're doing, whatever that looks like. So tapping on the shoulder, we all know that that means, hey, your next client's here. We're not interrupting a service flow or process. So um, that is the beginning of somebody's journey when they come into our salon. And everybody knows that. And and um, our stylists that are really busy on the floor, and remember with that stylist hat on what it's like to completely lose track of time or even know where you're at or when your next client's due, um, they, they can trust that process and know that, you know, they're going to get the shoulder tap when their next client arrives. So that's like an example of that. Um, the other thing that we have, we do a lot is scripting for that client uh, journey within the salon. So scripting plays a really big part in uh, how our clients are treated within the salon. We have some core scripting that we use at different parts of the journey. So obviously consultation is huge, um, but then some things that we will pepper into our conversation during service, at the basin, and then at reception. Um, so an example of reception would be um, if the stylists don't stay it, then the salon coordinator will say it. Um, the simple question is, have you got what you need to do? You're here at home today. Um, and that just means that one part of that process means that we're checking in that they need if they need home hair care or and of course the beauty of that question is it's not a yes or no answer they have to actually think about what's going on in their shower what's sitting on their bathroom shelf or whatever that looks like so um yeah that works really well for us so those are a couple of things that um you know simple ideas of what a process looks like for us within that client service journey i love um the the question you know, around home care because you can act when you ask that question, you can actually see people that look up to the right and they have a quick look, mental look inside their bathroom and they think about what they've got. I think there's a real art to teaching people to be comfortable in the silence. Let them think, go into the bathroom, think about what's in the, in the bathroom, whether they need it and give them a chance to, to answer. But often as uh, stylists um, or even therapists, you know, it's too easy to not give them the time and the space because we're scared of the silence and we just keep talking and start to talk rebooking and, and we're on to the next thing. The poor client doesn't get a chance. So um, I love that there's a system and a process um, and this is something that you teach all of the people and those little finer details, right? Yes, absolutely. And actually one of the other, let me just um, dive into that one more second too. One of the other things that is compulsory for every single stylist every single time is pre-quoting our client services before they start. Um, this just like removes any challenges, barriers, problems, issues around, um, you know, at the front desk. There's nothing worse than someone getting to the front desk and getting bill shock or a surprise at what their hair has come to today. And it just means both people can relax into the service, the stylist and the client. And we have lots of scripting and conversation starters around um, what the stylist can do if it's not within the client's budget today or, you know, what that looks like. There's always a workaround. Um, so, yeah, I think if you're not pre-quoting, that is an absolute must to... Um, start to implement into your salon journey it takes away a myriad of problems hey are you loving this episode so far oh by the way it's Greta here salon mastery success coach at salon owners collective so i wanted to pop in and ask you something do you ever feel like you are winging it 
when it comes to your business. You started your own business so that you could live the life you wanted with freedom that you wanted, earn great money and be a leader. But the reality is the amount of effort you're putting in isn't giving you an equal reward. You're exhausted and you don't know what to do about it. No matter what you do, you just can't seem to get ahead. You see other people winning and seeing success, but how come it doesn't work for you? You wish you had a clear laid out plan, something to guide you in the right direction or help you with what to do next. What can you do that actually work? In reality, many salon owners feel this way. You aren't alone. If you are nodding your head as you listen to this, then you need the Salon Mastery proven nine part plan to grow your salon. That's right, no more winging it. The Salon Mastery nine part plan has given hundreds of salon owners a plan to grow, build a rockstar team, attract dream clients, and become a salon CEO. Our plan will work for you too. To uncover the nine part proven plan, just click the apply now link in the show notes of this episode. Okay, now back to the episode. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so assistance and processes, particularly around client service, is going to be uh, fundamental to us gaining a little bit of freedom and distance from the daily operations of our business. Talk to me a little bit about finances and like how important does this play into, uh, I guess, gaining freedom from operations? Yeah, it's huge. So financial freedom, at the end of the day, financial freedom equals profit really, you know, the more profit we have or the more money we have in our bank accounts, the more freedom we have to make decisions um, to either implement things in our salon, remove ourselves from the salon, um, provide things for our team when they ask for it, repairs, maintenance, all the things. So financial freedom is um, probably, I'd have to say, the number one pillar almost um, to be able to then deliver to our clients and our team accordingly. So financial freedom for me um, really the key thing for me here is no secrecy so I think for years salon owners or managers or it's all been a bit like um they know the numbers but the team have got no idea of the numbers and not wanting to share enough about what it actually looks like to run a profitable healthy business and where the money goes um so the, over the last three or four years that's something i've really worked extensively on with my team um we've really dived into what the numbers look like what it actually costs to open the doors for five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes um when can we get another support person what that looks like how much needs to be going on in the salon to be able to bring someone new in when do we need a senior stylist it all comes back to um the numbers so there is freedom in the numbers and i know that uh start you know most hairdressers we, we're very creative so we don't often enjoy doing our numbers uh however i find numbers fun i think if you start to learn easy ways to do them then there is fun and creativity in knowing those numbers 100 i will say however if you if it's really not your thing get yourself a bookkeeper or get yourself somebody that it doesn't have to be a really high level expensive accountant. Just get someone that can help you with your bare basic um, numbers. And by bare basic, I mean, um, and these are the things I share with my team, knowing your 
um, bare bones break even. So that's just like the minimum expenses you need to cover to open your doors. And and my humble opinion, you should know that down to the sort of five minutes, especially or at the very least 15 minutes, because we kind of tend to work in those um, increments, you know, of time. Um, and then share the financial goals with the team. Like um, my team, pretty much, I've taken them right through like uh, what it costs to run the business, where it all goes, what's left at the end of the day, the profit margin that I expect to make on being a business owner. I'm pretty honest about the fact that I'm not here to work for free and no one should be like they're not either. So um, I think those open, honest conversations are great. But the biggest thing, the biggest probably um, system or process that I've put in place around financial freedom has been to align all of my stylists or all of my team members with where they want to be with regard to earning a living. So um, we set a goal and it's different for every individual. So um, they have a good, great, excellent hourly rate or annual earning that they want to achieve um, and then we work backwards from there and working backwards from there simply means um, with a stylist for example it comes back to how many clients do you need to look after in a week what do you need to be charging them what does your weekly turnover need to look like in order to be earning that kind of um, financial living uh, and it all falls into place from there and once you've established that then uh, the, the, all the problems around charging clients for extra time, extra product, you know, because they understand what they need to, A, make an alignment with what the salon needs to in order to break even, but also B, um, what needs to be turned over in the salon so that everybody within it can earn a good living. We really are quite strong about having a great work-life balance. And part of that is financial freedom. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's less scary when you feel empowered to show people how to get to the goal. I think otherwise the fear is like, oh, I don't know how I can afford to pay them or I don't believe that they can, you know, achieve those results. And I think that's the mission of the owner is to find that out. Like, how do you help your team members uh, earn a lot finances wise so they can then subsequently take home those wages like that's one of the things that you have to nail yeah what are the answers to that so you can lead your team uh get in front of it rather than behind it because it, it can feel scary right to your yes. point earlier yes yeah it can, it can feel scary or um but if you put a really simple process in place and then it's just one focus like for the stylist it's one focus once they know their magic number or their magic amount of clients per week that's all you work towards and once they have and once that, they've achieved that that's it done yeah that, that becomes your goal right as the business owner is to lead them to success yes um you know and and achieve that goal then I think that becomes quite liberating and empowering rather than this kind of whip um whip people into shape and go why aren't you performing you yes do yeah better. that's right yeah that's right and and you know remember the performance level for every individual is different and I think that's where setting the good great excellent um benchmarks individually works really well because um, then they can, afford, that they can sort of fall into where they want to sit within that. Obviously, I have a minimum um, kind of dashboard figure for each person in their role, uh, but outside of that, it's really up to them. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, if you're not present, your humans are the ones that are running the ship. Let's talk about your engagement and uh, sort of interactions with them in terms of you being able to be free and travel the world. Um, what are the most important things with your interactions and relationships with your team? Okay, so, um, yeah, so 
the, the, the main thing is that they know that my communication channels are always open. So even when I'm away, they can um, certainly contact me. We've got a couple of communication channels that we use. One is like a little app called Voxer. So they can, Voxer's like immediate. They can um, message me and then I can get back to them when it suits because often I'm, I am on a different time zone. So as long as they know that the communication channels are there, I think that works really well. Um and um, but mostly, you know, the thing, the goal that I the goalpost that I have is I set out to make sure that every person within my team, right from the newest of uh, apprentice or salon assistant through to salon manager, team leader, they can make an autonomous decision in a moment. So um, what that means is they can they can respond to a client request with confidence. They can um, make a decision around what they should be charging with regard to the value of the service they've done. Um, so that's the thing that gives me the freedom to be able to go and do travel the world, a side hustle of a color bar manager, that kind of thing. You know, so as long as they um, as long as they have that then it's easy to be free from the salon. And the way that um, I plug those gaps is when something's a problem, I need to create a system or process to eliminate it. And, you know, these things can arise every week, month, whatever that looks like. But um, what that looks like for me is if if someone comes to me to to challenge me on something, um, complain about something, or um, something is not quite right, those are gaps. And if those gaps, we look to um, plug them with a process. And then once you've done that, you've got the freedom again. Um, And that's constant. You know, my salon manager, team leader, they're they're often looking to plug those gaps as well. Um, But yeah, so that's how my interactions with the team allow the freedom. Yeah, and I think there's something, um, a lesson to be learned in order to do that is to be okay with somebody making a decision slightly different than, than you might have and empowering them to go ahead and do it anyway or congratulating them on making a decision, even if it would be different to yours. I think there's a little bit of a letting go phase from when you're used to owning everything yourself and being the only one that everybody comes to and asks all the questions. There's this, um, you know, it's a bit scary to let that go. And in fact, I remember starting to let that go and then feeling it a bit of a loose end, like, oh, maybe I'm not important anymore. I'm not needed anymore. And there's (laughs) all this space and that that feels really foreign. And it's really easy to go back in and solve all the problems for everybody again. But to actually empower people to solve their own problems and be okay with it being slightly different, I think, is part of the art. 100% that that resonates with me so so much um, on a couple of levels because yes you um, there are times when they'll make a decision you think it's not quite how I would have done that Um, and again that's just having a conversation post that you know saying hey well done I'm making um, that great decision or whatever that looked like and just so you know I would potentially have done this this and this so maybe next time you know that sort of thing Uh, but the other thing too is um you have to, yeah, you really have to not sweat the small stuff because <laughs> I know in my absence, I can go in there sometimes after having been away for a week or 10 days, freedom, right? And I can go in there and there's maybe seven things I'll see immediately that I'm just like, mm. um, and they're little. And so choose your battles, you know, because at yeah. what price freedom? So yeah, 100% Larissa, I think there are um, 
there are moments where you just, as long as the standard is the same and the, the clients are being looked after to the level of which you expect and all of the things, then it doesn't really matter too much, some of that little stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's more and there's more than one way to solve a problem. Like there's there's my way and then there's your way. And and as long as the outcome is the same, it doesn't really matter how you get there. Um, in the early days, we need to be like super tight on these things because we're driving. But as you give the driving stick to somebody else, it's like let somebody else fit into the shoes and make them fit them a little bit. So yeah, yeah totally. it's a, freedom it's is a journey. Yeah, it really is. And there's a lot of magic that comes out of that. You know, I think the more I step aside and see the decisions and the, because um, people do think differently and the more that that happens, um, there's new things start to be bred into your business that I would never in a million years have thought of that are great, you know. So there is a lot of magic in, in, in sharing that space, that's for sure. Um, I will say one thing is like I think a lot of a lot of this actually starts from recruitment. So if I think about team inter interaction, um, it all starts from recruitment. This is where we can sign people up to the rules by which we play, the values by which we live. Um, we introduce our employee handbook, you know, with all our policies and procedures, and eliminate all of the things that we know are challenging, you know, like eliminate those questions around how does my family get their hair done? When can I get my hair done? Like all of the little things that um, we all know can be challenges or net bites in our business. Um, and you can always bring team members back to that if you've recruited by that. Yes. Yeah. Start as you mean, yeah, set the ground rules early. Start as you mean to go on, basically. Yes. Yeah, 100%. 100%. All right, I know that you have a quote or a mantra or something that you say often. Um, <laughs> what's something that you can hear that uh, comes out of Janine's mouth all the time? Oh, I think I probably said it about five times through this podcast. <laughs> um, but a really big one is trust the process. I'm constantly saying to my family, my children, the salon team, just trust the process, you know? Um, and if you work the process, the process works. So that's a uh, saying that's been around for a long time. Um, another really good part to that is if the outcome is wrong, the process is probably wrong. Assuming that people are actually following the process, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, trusting the process, as long as we put um, the right things in place, all of the great things happen on the other side of the hard bit of implementing those new processes, systems or services. Uh, it is 100% worth it. That's where freedom lives. I feel like this is something I'm trying to teach my 16-year-old is like the <laughs> outcome and the glory comes after the hard work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean by I'm constantly saying it to my children too. It's hilarious, isn't it? Aura, um, I know you've read a couple of books recently. What's something that we should be getting our hands on? Yeah, I have actually. Uh, one really great one that I've uh, read most recently is Radical Candor, and that's by a woman called Kim Scott. Uh, excellent book. I think it's super great for um, salon owners or even team leaders, managers, um, in fact, stylists, every level, because what it really dives into is how to have those hard conversations um, or, you know, be like be honest without being mean or all of the things. So that's a really great read. 
Um, and I've just started another one that was recommended to me um, called Atomic Habits, and that's by James Clear. And that's really, um, I'm really enjoying this one because this really dives into how um, we are very um, habit orientated and how hard it is to break daily habits. Um, and it really talks to thinking small to make big changes. So making small changes to our daily habits will actually create a big change for us over months, weeks, years. Um, so yeah, so that's a very good one. I've not finished it yet. I'm enjoying it immensely. Sounds like something I need to read to read or listen to, Janine, because um, I've been donating to my gym freely for uh, a few months. <laughs> I think we can all be guilty of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, it just talks about those l l one little tweak, and you'll be on your way to a new a new you. <laughs> but I think, especially when we talk about. Um, processes and systems in the salon, it can be really challenging to get a whole team to, to get on board with a whole new, but if we just break it down into changing one single habit for a day and then a week, and then the next little bit of that habit for a day and a week, and by the end of a month, hey, we're all doing this new thing, and it wasn't that bad, you know, so um, yeah, really reinforcing, and it's a really good read for that. Yeah, all right, I love our chat today. Um around systems and processes shall set us free and a little bit of structure around uh, the way that we serve our clients, uh, the way that we have conversations and focuses around money um, and engaging with our team. I mean, these are the kind of the, the main stakeholders, right? The clients, the money and the humans. And if we can kind of systemize and, and process those, then then we can be free to go and do the passion projects, I guess, um, yeah. if we have them. So I really appreciate uh, your insights. As always, Janine, um, all right, I know people are going to come and stalk you. Where should we find you, stalk you? What's your dub-dub? Okay, yeah, things? sure. So um, my dub-dub for Calabar Manager is www.calabarmanager.com with no you. Um, and then my Instagram is hebiz1010. So that's where you'll find me personally. And then you can stalk the salon also Um uh, it's main underscore salon on Instagram or www.mainsalon.co.nz. So you can find me in three or four places in online world now. Amazing. Um, we'll certainly put a link to those uh, in the show notes of this episode. Um, thank you for coming on yet again and sharing your words of wisdom. I, I much appreciate it. Oh, our pleasure, Larissa. I think your podcast is just such a great tool and resource for our industry. So my pleasure and any time. Right. Hey, look forward to having jokes on Friday. Yeah, same. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Janine, thanks so much for joining me yet again. I know everything that we discussed about creating systems and processes in your salon is super beneficial to you if you're listening. And the key here is to write it down and take action. You will now have proven strategies ready to implement inside your salon today. If you need help, of course, creating freedom-generating systems and processes inside your salon, then listen up. If you want to finally discover the missing puzzle piece in your salon so that you can walk away for one day, five days, two weeks, maybe even six weeks, without worrying about the client experience, team dynamics, or that the salon will burn down. If you want to set up your team for success so they can feel confident and be prepared to serve clients, make money, contribute to the salon's growth without calling you every five minutes, then I want to introduce you to the Salon Mastery Coaching Program. 
Inside the program, we offer a complete program to creating and implementing freedom-generating systems and processes in your salon without actually wasting time or energy trying things that actually don't work. If you want to unlock the program, all you need to do is click the Apply Now button in the show notes of this episode. Let's see if Salon Mastery is the right fit for you. Otherwise, I look forward to connecting with you again on another episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.